recording. All right, cool. Do you want to clap? Yeah. One, three, two. two. <laughs> One, <laughs> two, three. Okay, I made like a little bitty bleep. But it's fine. I'm sure it'll, I'm sure it'll be okay. We'll figure it out. <laughs> it's fine. This is fine. Okay, uh, you want to like get into it, get in it, and then we'll talk about our like catch up or whatever? Yeah, sure. Okay, hold on. I got to get comfy. Turn me down. And tur- yeah, yeah turn you up. Hold on. I'm going to hit those two while you get comfy. Okay. Let me know when you're ready. Ready. <laughs> oh, I haven't done this in so long. It feels so awkward. This is uncomfortable. Hang on. I, I want to do that again. That was way too close. Okay, ready? This is uncomfortable. <laughs> that was definitely the most uncomfortable i've ever felt whispering this is uncomfortable for this podcast what i like about this is that we're just uncomfortable from not doing this for so long that it's just gonna yeah. be extra uncomfortable hello yeah hello hi how are you how are you we've missed you i've missed the world we've we've yeah we've we're still here we're still here we're, st- we're still doing we're still doing it. We're yeah, we're getting there. We really want to keep get get getting there because we like you and you seem to like us. So we're gonna be coming back with more of for this for some reason. For some reason, yeah. I don't. I mean, I like us, but I get it. Um, yeah, get in, get comfortable, strap in with your seatbelts because apparently gravity doesn't exist. <laughs> just, I was trying to like today, make some kind of pun <laughs> today. <laughs> today we're gonna talk about. A group of people who are very special who believe that the earth is flat. As flat as it comes. One of my favorite things about the research for this is that even flat earthers themselves cannot agree on so much. Like there are so many different versions of flat. Yeah, I can't wait to hear what you think of that. Of like, okay. All right. What do you let's let's talk about flat uh, earth theory? Yeah, so <laughs> well let first first let's check in with everyone. It's been like nine months. We've been neglecting this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're here for you guys still somehow. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> sorry we've been gone. Not sorry. We've been dealing with a lot of life, you know. But also been doing um, a lot of cool life. Tell them what you've been doing, Katie. Tell them. I'll, I'll also do the same, but you you do your thing. Oh, uh, you know what? My coolest thing that I've done in the last nine months is I bought a house. Yeah, you did. Congratulations. Yay. Congratulations to and our it's, Katie. Oh, okay. So <clears throat> everyone talks about how great home ownership is and i'll tell you how great home ownership is because <laughs> the very first night we were in our house um one of our toilet like lines broke and flooded our bathroom and our master bedroom with toilet water <laughs> so we had to clean up yeah it was great and then the very next night um i got a kidney stone <gasps> and i ended up in the er oh my and God. it was wonderful which is not related to home ownership but it was still like a great kickoff to the new year and i was thinking the other day i don't know why but it seems like every single year all of the shit hits the fan first of the year yeah and then it kind of like you you have this mentality of like you're going into a new year it's going to be great you make new year's resolutions or maybe you don't whatever you're turning over a new leaf essentially and then buddy white dies and nothing really seems to go right like life's like haha bitch nope slaps you yeah. right in the face yeah so but other than that, it's been wonderful, yeah. and I love it, and it's 
crazy. I still feel like I'm living in an Airbnb and not my house. That's so cute. So that's I like cool. That. Yeah. How's your kidney stones? Um, I hated that experience from start to finish. I do not recommend it towards anyone. Zero Drink out of your 10. water. Would not recommend. Yeah. And yeah, cool it on the red meat, maybe if you can. Uh, <laughs> it was it was really painful. Uh, and I really messed up last year and I let my insurance lapse for the month of January. Oh no. And so at four in the morning I woke up with extreme pain in my side and I knew immediately that something was way wrong. It was nothing like I'd ever felt before and I full on thought I was dying. And I'm not by any stretch of the imagination a hypochondriac or that kind of person to think that. So I paced around my house dry heaving from so much pain and crying for like four hours because I didn't have health insurance and I was so afraid of how much it would cost if I went to the ER and it was just like gas or whatever. And so after four hours of doing that, I was like, I could barely stand anymore because I was so exhausted. So I woke up my boyfriend. He was like, we're going to the fucking ER right now. And so I got in and they asked a couple of questions and they're like, oh, you have a kidney stone basically. So uh, they gave me some really great drugs. Yeah. Well, they gave me some really great drugs and they gave me a cat scan and i paid quite a bit of money for that but um i expected it to be like tens of thousands of dollars and i was able to negotiate down to like one third of what they wanted to charge me so that was cool That's but cool. also this healthcare system yeah needs some work yeah the fact that you needed to do all that the fact that you waited that long to go to the er because you were like well i don't want it to be a false alarm and like get charged hella money is just so indicative of the health system that we have just the whole like american ideal of like well i'd i'd rather risk dying than knowing how much this hospital bill is going to be because and not saying that to you but just saying that it's like what the american mentality is because of how bad our healthcare system is is ooh, it's wild. Well, it, the simple fact is that you should not be living in fear of some bill that you're going to receive if you legitimately need medical care of any any amount. You know, it doesn't need to be extreme pain from a kidney stone. It could be a skin fucking knee and you need someone to clean it out because, you know, you don't have the means to do that at home. Like, yeah. I wish the last it's, barrier it's that in simple. the world was just it's like, that oh, simple. I'm afraid I can't afford this. Like, I really wish that that was a reality that we had here, but maybe one day. Yeah. So anyway, getting off that soapbox <laughs> and on to another one. <laughs> the earth is round. How was a <laughs> How has your nine months been? Um cringy, transformative, painful, annoying. I'm here. I'm doing really solid work that I'm proud of and um I mean that professionally and I mean that uh, like personally on like my own healing journey as us therapy millennials like to say. Um, I'm, I'm doing what I can, I guess is the best way that I can put it. And I'm actually doing pretty well. I don't want to make it sound too grim. It's just, you know, obviously the state of the world is what it is and I've got a pretty full plate over here yeah. personally. And it's not always the easiest to stay on top of those things, especially I don't know. One of the things I've been thinking is that, like, I might this might not be a like based and founded in depression and anxiety. Those might be secondary to like undiagnosed ADHD, 
which would uh, answer a lot of questions and then provide a lot more questions. Um, so I'm kind of just trying to deal with like my focus, honestly, like on a personal level, like my focus and how that affects my mental health and like being able to get my work done. But honestly, overall, I'm doing really well. The dog is good. The good. husband's good. The mom is good. You good. Know, we're, good. We're chilling. Yeah. Life is difficult. Life's painful and yeah. exhausting and we're all doing the best we can. And exactly. That's something to be proud of for sure. Honestly, I think that's the biggest thing too is like learning to cut myself and my loved ones some slack and just realizing like <laughs> I'm just hypersensitive. The world is not constantly ending. Like it's okay. <laughs> Has been a really, yeah. really cool lesson. Yeah. yeah I've been uh, <laughs> struggling with that lately too. It's just I'm mine's manifesting in the form of I think everyone's like done with my shit or like <laughs> mad at me <laughs> or annoyed yeah. by my presence in their life. And that's yeah, yeah, been yeah. real fun to work through. Yeah. So <laughs> that one's tasty. Anywho, let's <laughs> let's step out of this realm of reality and go into a two dimensional one. <laughs> yeah, and go into a, a realm of some advanced, adaptive, interesting thinking. Okay. All right. I'll take. I don't that. really know what else I'll to call that. this. Yeah. No, it is. It's a lot of so, thorough cognitive dissonance. I can't think of any other word for it. It's it's fa- it's been fascinating to look at, but I want it. I want yes. you've been looking into. So let me preface this by saying that I was trying to explain some of my talking points today on what I want to say today to my boyfriend last night, and the amount of times I had to use the air quotes with my fingers, to like. <laughs> <laughs> explain to him that this is what people believe and it's and out there um i feel like i have arthritis in my fingers now but anyway so today we're talking about the flat earth theory and flat earthers and i want to start by saying they have a website Mm -hmm. is it the dot org it's the yeah the flat earth society.org it doesn't really seem like it's been updated since 2016 but the forums are still super active and man, are they a fun roller coaster ride of emotion? <laughs> Let me tell you, it's like a equal mix of people arguing over the theory, uh, and a lot of people just like unloading like it's some live journal or Tumblr. So, if you'd like to peruse that? Feel free. It's fun. Uh, FlatEarthTheory.org. Also, I had I don't know about you, but I had a pretty difficult time finding the exact number or a rough estimate of how many people actually believe in this theory. But I was able to find um, like just poll results. So, for example, there was a 2017 poll where one percent of American people thought that the world was flat and six percent weren't sure it was flat or round. And then the remaining amount of people believe that, you know, universally accepted theory that the earth is round. But in terms of legitimate numbers of how many people actually believe this or consider themselves flat earthers or involved in the flat earth society it was really hard to find concrete numbers i'm not sure if you had the same research results i did uh, i saw the same um so i saw smaller polls this one said it had like seventy-two thousand votes but it also said ninety-six thousand or ninety-six thousand, ninety-six percent uh firmly believe the world is round one <laughs> one percent used to firmly believe the world is round but now have doubts and one percent voted i firmly believe the world is flat um zero percent stated i used to firmly believe the world is flat but now have doubts and the reason that that part is included is because in another poll from a smaller sample that one had like four percent or something 
Um, and then I am not sure what I believe on this issue was another 1%. So 96% is pretty solid. I'm over like 72,000% or 72,000 people. But this is like a a smaller, this was like 2018. And this is, I think it says it's it's done by a YouGov is the name of the research firm. And there were only 8,200 respondents in this one. Uh, but still 84% of them said that they always believed the world was round. 5% stated that more recently they have doubts about the world being round. 2% stated, I always thought the world is flat, flat, but more recently I'm having doubts. And then um, 2% have always believed the earth is flat, which is that was one of like the reason that one of my questions is that like, did flat earthers ever go away or because one of the new research things that I saw was that like mostly in 2016 after the emergence of like some pretty thorough uh, YouTube documentaries um, that was kind of the emergence of like the newer flat earth ideology I guess but also it kind of had to be disproven a long long time ago right like a lot of philosophers and astronomers had to say the world was round and prove that mathematically so I, I was trying to see I don't know if you saw anything about if there's just always been this like fringe group of people who believe which I'm sure there is just because of how many people exist but I don't know if these are the same flat earthers that have just you know predated us confirming the world was round do you know what I mean sure um I think that with every conspiracy theory there's always going to be a group of people who believe it but in terms of volume of people that believe in the flat earth theory i think it's diminished substantially okay yeah which yeah from these survey numbers i guess that's the thing too is like the two percent kind of answers my question i have always believed their world was flat somebody had to teach them that or they had to find that information somewhere you know so that makes sense right so i kind of touched on i mean you know being the middle school uh paper writer that i am i started with the definition of what a flat earth theory is went to the very beginning origins of kind of what I found as like where this all kind of started. And then I went into modern day and what people believe. So I'd like to start with the definition, which is (laughs) organizations and individuals which make claims that the earth is flat while denying the earth's sphericity, contrary to over two millennia of scientific consensus. (laughs) Pretty straight to the point. So what I kind of found in my research is that there was this guy named Samuel Robotham who started all of this idea with something called the Bedford Level Experiment in 1838. So essentially what he did was he found this stretch of river called the Bedford, sorry, the Old Bedford River, and he carried out observations along that river because it was a really straight line as rivers go for over six miles. So his claim was that the earth was a globe the surface of all standing water would have a certain convexity to it. So every part would have to be a part of an arc to a circle. So his idea was if I put this boat in the water and I send it on the river and I put, you know, a flag three feet above the, the top of the boat on the mast over time, theoretically, if the earth was round, I would see the boat dip into the water and the the mast, the flag on the mast would drop over time. So he thought at one mile it would drop down eight inches, two miles it dropped down thirty-two inches, and three miles it dropped down seventy-two inches. So he held a telescope eight inches above the water and watched this boat with the flag go down the water for six full miles. And the boat didn't really dip at all. 
So he's like, aha, the earth is flat. The boat did not dip. I saw all of it the whole time. Six miles? So, yeah. Okay. All right, um, <laughs> What I think Samuel failed to realize is that the earth is much larger than a couple of miles around. But anyway, his conclusion was that the earth is a flat disk. And that centered at the, it, that disk is the North Pole. And then all around its southern edge, which I think if you're talking about a disc, talking about its southern edge is a little confusing, but I think essentially the edge the outer, is a uh, wall of ice, a.k.a. Antarctica. So we're just like in a Truman rink yeah. of ice. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> and just throughout time, there's been a lot of reliance on um, passages from the Bible that talk about you know, the four corners of the earth and stuff like that, that people who also believe in this theory tend to lean into because it's, you know, they take the Bible as legitimate truth and they take it literally and say, well, if it's four corners of the earth then you can't be around, so the earth is flat. While the website of Flat Earthers, the uh, Flat Earth Theory website, says that they don't collectively believe in a certain religion, they do acknowledge that there are a lot of similarities or things that they reference in the Bible to talk about, you know, hinting that the earth is flat and that that's why they kind of lean into those. I did see and did want to bring up that there were many connections to creationist beliefs in the foundations of the beliefs for this, which I thought was really interesting. And that like, we can talk more about like the inclination to believe in conspiracy theories later, but the creationist connection surprised me. I'm glad you brought it up. What is that about? I think it has to do, I mean, okay, honestly, so when we were talking about, when I, when I say I want to talk about, like, conspiracy theories in general, I think that what we forget is that these types of systems and types of beliefs are going to attract a certain type of explorer, right? Like, if you're looking for a certain type of idea to fit whatever narrative you're looking for, it's going to attract, like, this is deductive reasoning, or this is inductive reasoning instead of deductive, so... If you are looking for the same answer, you're probably going to have started from the, from a similar point. So I think that that might be the connecting idea of like, if you're already inclined to believe in something like creationism, you are already probably more inclined to believe in something like this because it takes the same type of inductive reasoning where you have the solution like you have the answer you want and you're just going to build from there to form the question so that that is the answer does that make sense kind of like tunnel vision yeah 100 percent. do you think that there's any sort of connection between conspiracy theory beliefs and what people call faith in religion like that kind of train of thought or thinking it's very similar in that like you kind of just have to have faith in these things because you can't really prove otherwise it's interesting you ask that I was listening to a podcast about uh, it was one of the people who kind of does research into conspiracy theory beliefs. And he was talking about how one of the people he talked to at a flat earther convention was giving him this like very interesting explanation for how like the UN logo already represents uh, like they yes. like they acknowledge flat earth. But his explanation kind of had to do with like how like, oh, in Spanish, um, the letters are like 
something about some it being backwards. It's like O N U, so that it backwards would be um, Uno, which represents one, so that it's some reference to the first world order. And then you know the guy's answer to that was like, well, does he know that U N is already one in French, right? Like you don't need to you don't need to go in this like big circular loop of logic to find this like if you're saying it's about the first world order, U N is un, which is that's that's one in French. So like, that's already the thing that you're looking for. But you found this very intricate system that applies to you because you are Spanish speaking. So even though like French is also a Latin language, and you could have jumped to that conclusion much more simply. I think it just has to do with like, oh, I'm finding a very specific scenario to fit this very specific question. Long, long, long answer short. Yes, I do think that it has to do with like, faith or the type of belief or um, information that faith takes, which is basically just faith, right? Like you can, you can find the answer you want because you can build it yourself. It's almost that thing where they try to tie everything back to, you know, let's say for Christianity in, in particular, God's will, you know, God had a plan and he did this for a reason and you just have to find that reason. And it's almost like, well, does God actually have a reason and that's why this happened? Or are you seeking out that reason and then slapping a label on it to make it that reason? You know, it's like they'll, a lot of people will believe so fiercely in this thing that the answer sort of appears to them because they're seeking it out so much, you know, yeah. does that make sense? Yeah, of course. It's, I mean, that's yeah. the thing is like it even anybody who follows like their astrological beliefs or systems, like rationally will tell you that you're going to find what you're looking for, right? Like you approach numerology, you approach your, your astrology reading, you approach your birth chart, you're going to find what you're looking for because there is an answer that you're looking for, right? Like you came into this with the yes. question, there's some direction that you're looking for. Maybe what you should be taking away from that is, okay, this is how I interpreted this answer to what I wanted. Maybe what I should look at now is like, okay, that's what I wanted. Why is that what I wanted? And what do I want out of that answer? A lot of people are not going For to sure. step back in that way and look at it that way, right? Like not say that like, oh, I found this solution and I found this community and this is why I found this. And I was already looking for something of this sort. One of the things that that guy said was that one of the most enjoyable weekends of his life was at that convention. He's like, I didn't go, I didn't go to tell these people that they were wrong or judge them. And like, I, that's the thing too, is like, listen, I, I believe what I believe, but I'm also not here to criticize or ridicule this. I know that I can't help but be a little dismissive, but I also can't help but be curious as to like what draws these people together. And like when somebody like that says something like that of that nature of like, oh, you had such a welcoming, kind weekend that a lot of the time I find that people are it's just micro communities of people looking for communities of people like them. Right. And even if that Absolutely. is just the thing of like, oh, you're willing to believe a lot. I've been asking myself what could draw people to something like this. And part of me makes it think that it's just like it's it's the voice of the dissenter. Right. Like maybe you don't even truly believe this, but there's enough. I don't know if you saw that thing about um, one of those videos on YouTube that kind of originated. This was called like 200 proofs. And that like uh, they were all really a lot of them were really simplistic, right? A lot of them were just really simple things about like like you even this example that you're giving about the um Sam Robotham with his but that same thing of like going over a horizon with like the mast of a ship and kind of how 
how you explain those types. It was very, very simple, like phys- like ge- geographical things. And so, of course, there could be 200 of them and it would seem like an overwhelming amount of information. But really, you're just there to find commonality with people. Maybe that's what it is. I couldn't tell you what the answer is. I, I do think it has to do with like already knowing the answer you're looking for versus like being able to look at this in an unbiased way because I'm I'm really trying to approach this information in an unbiased way and it just doesn't it just doesn't click for me for sure I uh a couple of things popped up when you're talking about that one of those being that I do think that there are quite a few people in this group of believers who believe this with every conviction that the the earth is in fact round I'm sure there are uh, some outliers who are there because they found a community that is supportive and has convinced them that this is could be a definite possibility much in the much in the way that religion is you don't know for sure but you believe with your heart you know you believe with all of your faith and that is what binds you to this belief is that you give yourself to it fully you know so i, I do believe that yeah there sh- there for sure could people who question if this is for sure it but are choosing to believe it because that's what they are choosing to put their faith in yeah i get that for sure but also for those that are wavering have you heard the saying if you hang out in a barbershop long enough, you'll get a haircut. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Similar to this. If you hang out and talk about a conspiracy theory long enough, I'm willing to bet there's part of you or entertain the idea of it. Let's not just say talk about it because that could just be debating the existence of it. But entertain the idea long enough. I think you would absolutely believe it. Yeah. No, I 100% agree with that. I remember this was kind of even a concern. This is how cults are formed. Yes. Right. You just you need to. It goes from saying oh, well, that's crazy. Um, well, tell me why you think that. To starting to listen, to starting to be like, oh, well, okay. The, and like starting to not find reasons to disprove it. And like, I don't discount how appealing a lot of this information seems in a vacuum, especially like the, I want to send you, um, I'll probably link this article uh, in the in the information for this episode. Just because he talks a lot about how, like, no, all you have to do is be, like, one step separated from the passion of wanting to prove or disprove this to see most of these things having, like, a pretty pretty sensible answer one way or the other. Sure. But that's not really what people are looking for, right? Like, if you're – if you are looking for the earth – I to be something different than what you're being told or for because I don't I'm not saying that the government is always telling you the truth I just don't think that like NASA is a lie that is like upkeeping this because of their especially because one of the things I saw was like oh it's because they need to keep their budget the NASA budget is atrociously low like it that <laughs> like that's I don't know if that is really like a motivation for it I just think um a lot of like what you're saying is a lot of what holds the most weight for people like when you ask questions about faith or you say something about community I think people hanging out with enough people that sound or think like them long enough will definitely be able to like see the logic and in, in the way that this idea is presented yeah. and those words faith and community are very nice words mm-hmm. I like those words mm-hmm. it just depends on what they're referring to I think what hangs me up the most about this is that the community as a whole from what I understand is pretty torn on a lot of answers to questions that people have that are very common questions to these things. Like I started at their website because I wanted to start at the source and then work my way back. And a lot of their answers, they have an FAQ, which is wonderful. I love that. Pretty, they're pretty vague. Mm-hmm. They're pretty vague. And there's they even acknowledge that there's a lot of split belief on the answer to some of these very you know, common questions that people would have. 
And I found that that um, must be really difficult to get behind if like even the head pieces of your community that you're thinking, you know, talking about this flat earth community don't agree with each other, much less the, the general population of this community. It's just like, how can you really get behind that if you can't just form a consensus and then roll with it or, you know, come together and be like, this is kind of what we're talking about, what we're believing in, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I 100% saw that, um, that even even in the belief system, you have like at every level of it, there are different factions of just like, well, it depends on if you believe in this type of physics or if you are there to like dispute, um, you know, I think there was something about Einstein's re- theory of relativity explaining like us moving so fast, like all of these different factions of it basically and it kind of even reminds me when you say that about like when you go back to faith like even like even catholics like have one pope and that all kind of comes from one and obviously christianity has a lot of different factions but they a lot of them originate from the same idea and like you're saying from the very very inception of this basically the only thing that these people would agree on is that the earth is not round all of the aspects of how the earth is flat are not really one universal idea. There are many different aspects of this. And I, I thought that was really interesting too. Absolutely. Okay. So let's talk about what they kind of believe today. And so I, I, I went into this research with as much of an open mind as I could possibly have. Um, obviously I don't think that the earth is flat, but I wanted to approach this with, from kind of like a, as much of an accepting standpoint as I could. And I want to understand what they believed and why they believed it and really try to absorb their train of thought and what they thought and all these things. And because their current website's so vague and I didn't want to go through hundreds of thousands of forum posts that were all kind of a little bit of a dumpster fire at times, I, I chose to start with like actual sources, you know, a couple of YouTube videos of people who believe in fat, flat earth, their website, the Wikipedia page, And then I kind of branched off into a couple of other science-based journals and articles and websites. So most common belief, first and foremost, they believe that humanity lives on a disc. Now, there's debate on whether that's just like a flat little disc like a poker chip or if it's more of like a diamond shape where there's kind of a lot of earth underneath. They don't know what's beneath it, but they guess probably rocks, which I think would be a pretty logical guess. They believe that the North Pole is at the center of that disc and that around the edge of the disc, as we know it, there is a 100-foot wall of ice, also known as Antarctica, and that is guarded by, um, I've heard sources say that it's guarded by NASA guards, it's guarded by military of several governments. To go over the edge? Um, well, yes and no. There's, there's a couple okay. different theories with that, okay. too. But their website says that there's, that there's no end to the Earth that beyond the the wall it goes on forever so i'm not sure why guards would want to guard that interesting but the theory is either it stops there or it goes on forever indefinitely which would kind of state that space doesn't exist oh i did see that there was like a variation where like all of space would have to be very different based on this and then another right. one where basically just earth is different and most of space is theoretically the same but again it's it's based on which version you agree with yeah, yeah, so it was kind of hard to, you know, bullet point this because there is so much variation. But talking about what you said, there are people that believe that space isn't real. There's also people that believe that there are other flat planets. We just haven't found them yet because space is so 
vast and expanse. So I get that. They do believe that the, the map of the earth is very similar to the symbol of the UN. For those of you who don't know what the symbol of the UN is, it's basically if you went to the North Pole and then just went straight up into space and looked down, took a picture, flat the earth out, that's what it looks like. So... And the fact that it doesn't have yeah. Antarctica on it, but that's because it's not a nation, so they didn't include it. <laughs> yeah. I'll get into that, Yeah, too. sorry. Um, <laughs> it's okay. Early thought was that the Earth was encased in a dome, and some people have adapted to not believe that, but a lot of people, it seems like, still believe that the Earth is in a dome, um, which doesn't really align with the if if Earth goes on forever and ever, but it does kind of align with the, if the Earth is a disk and stops at the ice wall. Um, they believe that all photos of the Earth from space are an elaborate hoax with many governments in on the host. And they believe that because they claim there's inconsistent lighting and moon footage. There's irregularities in photographs. There's constant changes in the depiction of the Earth. And then most flat earthers also think that astronauts have been bribed or coerced into their testimonies. Some believe that they've even been fooled or are mistaken. They believe gravity is an illusion. There's no, there's really no, there's no confirmed general consensus other than objects simply fall. That's what they, that's what the website states. Objects simply fall, quote unquote. But from what? Um, and why don't they fall in space? Again, again, that's another part is there, they, some claim it's a dark, mysterious energy. Some claim it's magnets. Uh, it goes on and on with lots of different explanations of what it Fucking could be magnets. other How than do they gravity. Work? Sorry. Yeah, other than gravity. ICPU there. <laughs> Okay. seemed appropriate yeah so uh they some people also say that objects don't fall the earth actually moves to the object so the theory there is that we are moving in space and that we're moving up in space like ground would go up and objects that fall fall down into so earth. we're just constantly moving up yeah so instead of spinning orbiting the sun we are just spinning like a spiral top up into the air, like one of those old school, like 90s fairy spinners. That, like, Interesting. I know exactly what you're nice. talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's so physically interesting. Okay, go on. So they have a couple of explanations. I'll get into the kind of their evidence now. Yeah, um, I'm really interested about the evidence because there's so many different kinds. So here's what I've of what I found with kind of like a lot of the common questions. First and foremost, the, the horizon always rises to meet the eye level. They kind of say that like the horizon always looks flat, which would be impossible on a ball. Surfaces of bodies of water have been shown to be level. That's what they claim. They claim there's no visible curvature to the horizon, even from airplanes. And they say that if it looks like it from the airplane window, the airplane windows distort the view of passengers to make it look like that. And their theory is that airplane companies, when they were all starting and, and air travel became popular, like from the get go, did this to sell more tickets. So the People wouldn't be afraid of falling off the edge of the earth. So that people would want to see the curve of the earth, maybe. Or, yeah, maybe they wouldn't be afraid of it. Well, no, they, they're saying that the windows distort the view to look like it's a curved earth. But See, I think this this kind of just reminds me of, like, like in the same thing with many other conspiracies of just, like, why do you think so many people would organize and that nobody would dissent? To me, I think as somebody who didn't have a lot of like self-centering, I didn't have like a lot of like space for that in my childhood, the idea that 
a whole group of people that more than two people would go to that much effort or be able to coordinate that much to convince any group of people of anything. And listen, I know that there are groups of people who convince people of things all the time. I I get it. What I'm saying is the idea that just out in the vast world, there are like scientists and people from different competing companies. Why would one of those airline companies not just do something different to like get a like this doesn't even take into consideration like capitalism or like human greed or just okay I'm interrupting you again because I'm just I'm fascinated okay go on fascinated is a great word um yeah people can't even decide on whose country it belongs to yeah like, who, who the land belongs to I mean that, that's been in debate since the existence of everything uh, anyway moving on another thing they say is that we've never had a full shot of the earth rotating from space and I think they're referencing that basically all of the full shot of Earth photos from space are digitally Composited. created. And anything that an astronaut has, quote unquote, taken from space only shows a partial curvature of the Earth or, you know, part of the Earth because it's so fucking massive. Yeah, obviously, because it's right? too big to. OK, that's. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay, so getting into some, of the, I thought I found this part really interesting. Um, getting into some of the other things that, like, you know, seasons, day and night, sunrise, mm-hmm. sunset, yeah, all yeah, those yeah, things, yeah. was enlightening but also very confusing. So for seasons, they say that the sun rotates in circles around the Earth, kind of like the outer parts of a hand of a clock. So if you imagine, okay. like, the very end of a clock, how it moves around, yeah. there's concentric circles from the center, which is the North Pole, and that based on the time of year or the season the sun is either further out to the edge of the earth or closer. Um, winter would be the largest concentric circle and summer would be the smallest. And so it like but spirals also, inward and then spirals back out. Well, it kind of just like, like a spirograph, oh. you know, you put your pen on it and move it back and forth. Yeah. But also the sun moves closer and further from the surface of the earth. Which would be daylight. And so okay. for day and night, sunrise, sunset and time zones, the sun only illuminates one portion of the earth at a time. And the way that I processed that was that they perceive the sun more like a flashlight than a ball of light. Okay. Which would actually make a lot of sense if that was true. Well, if the, right? if the earth was flat, the light that we would get from it would be flashlight shaped versus the like wedge of it that we get on our spinning planet. Right. Okay. I guess like, yeah. Of, okay. But I mean, if, if the sun now emits light in every direction, I think what they're kind of saying is that it's a lot more contained, or at least that's how the only way that it made sense in my brain. Well, another thing that I saw is that many of the flat earth theories also show that the earth is much closer to the planet and much smaller because a lot of them are, like I was saying, based in creationist idea that they follow much more of the like biblical seven days of creation, yes. that type of scale so that it's like a much smaller sun. So maybe that's why it can like move around and only have a certain amount of light on the planet, if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So for the question of why would people lie, okay. I have a couple of answers for you. All right. First being to maintain legitimacy. So okay. remember back in the Cold War when we put a man on the moon? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If that was if that was a lie, that's going to cause some issues politically mm-hmm. as a country when we claim to do this thing to get ahead of Russia. So we have to maintain that lie. And that's why we're not, you know, explain, you know, talking about this stuff. The second is to hide the truth of the Bible. And I understand this because I think if 
all of the world powers, basically everyone, claimed that the Bible was real and explained that this was true and they met God or whatever, you know, I think that the fabric of society would would uh, rip a little bit. Yeah, that's true. Um, it would definitely um, change how if, people function, 100%. Especially if they're referring specifically to the Christian Bible. Yeah. Which, I mean there's a vast majority of the rest of the population who does not believe in Christianity. Yeah. So I could see how that would be a problem for sure. The next, as you were referencing earlier is to gain power and money. So they did reference space budgets, but they also say that the governments who are involved in this are denying the world, the resources of the Antarctic. So they say that nobody owns Antarctica or has even tried to claim it. And Antarctica is governed internationally through the Antarctic Treaty System signed in 1958 by 12 countries. Um, They had, you know, scientists in and around Antarctica at that time. So that's why they signed that treaty. But they're saying that, you know, all of these countries got in on it and protect this area because there's some sort of wealth of something rather there. I've I've read that it's, you know, oil or some other finite resource and that they're keeping it for themselves, essentially. If a government did that, if it came out that the the countries involved in the UN were doing some shit like that, I wouldn't be shocked. That's also right? true. I mean, like they basically are. Look at what NATO's doing in all of Europe right now. So, yeah. So I get it. You don't trust your government. I think that's the problem. Is so much of this is like based in and connected to other types of mistrust that actually make perfect sense. Like when you were saying like. Oh, when it it's like, oh, you don't want to admit that the moon landing was fake. One of the other things I saw about this conspiracy theory, like, well, how do they justify this and this? And this person was saying that this is basically, this is the foundational conspiracy theory piece that all of the other conspiracy, like, they all live in the world where the earth is flat. Like, the whole idea of, like, oh, the JFK assassination was, like, oh, it's because he knew about it. And it was, like, oh, the moon landing was faked. And that's why they can't, you know, they can't say exactly what you were explaining, that it connects all of them. So it's kind of, like, the holy grail of, like, conspiracy theory belief in a weird way. Yeah. But I also think with conspiracy theories, it's very easy to tie parallels to one another um, from one conspiracy theory to another. Because, as you were saying earlier, that line of thinking is what facilitates believing in these kinds of things. And when you see one and you're prone to believe in that, you see another and you're a lot more open-minded to that one as well. Absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. So questions? (laughs) Questions? So you did seasons. Did you do time zones? Time zones is the same thing. Um, Just kind of like how the flashlight sun moves around the earth. There's not enough time for it to get around. So it like moves around. And that's that's another thing that I saw that it's like because it's a smaller sun, it moving around is what kind of creates the different time zones in different parts of the planet. One of the things I saw was that a survey taken at one of these conventions showed that it was a small sample, right? It was only 40 people, but 39 of the 40 people who were asked how they either started this or how they found it said that this was recommended to them on YouTube and that the 40th person of these 39 to 40 people, uh, the son was recommended it 
to him on YouTube and then passed it along to his dad because he thought it was interesting. And so when we're talking about the inclination to already look for these types of beliefs or you're looking for the inclination to somebody who's already looking up like a flat earth video or like not a flat earth video, like a uh, was the moon landing faked or was the lighting on this faked or what is the international space? Any of those types of conspiracy theories that basically 2016 was kind of the heyday of the wild ass algorithm right like when it was just like misinformation was so unbelievably like shoved down your throats and a lot of it had to do with like oh whatever weird curiosity one of the articles i was reading was talking about how like flat earth videos look wildly popular but you don't realize that it's three distinct audiences right there's the people who truly believe it and are either doing research or are looking into it there's the people who are so fascinated that this is something that like could be un- like that this is something that people are thinking and think that it's like funny or think that it's interesting and just want to know more about what people are looking at and then this third subset of people who are watching this really thoroughly and maybe watching it multiple times taking notes because they're trying to dispute it and like do counter work to it right so that they can say like oh this is what you think these are the way these are all the reasons this is impossible and that the algorithm especially then did not differentiate between these being three different sets of people only one of like one third of which actually agreed with this or thought that it was like valuable information it just showed this massive audience that all of them were watching this video and they were all watching to the end and I don't have to tell you uh, YouTube how much of a video you watch is also very significant so One of the questions I wanted to ask you is what, if any, responsibility does YouTube have? Like the way that we talked about Facebook and the elections in like 2012 and 2016 and 2020, honestly, does YouTube have any responsibility in how the algorithm kind of spread this information or do you think it would have spread anyway? Well, a couple of things. First being that when you look at this quote unquote content that's being created about Flat Earth and proving that this is correct and proving what they believe in. Um, I think the content that's being put out is substantially small, you know, half a drop in the bucket compared to the rest of content of the world that other people are talking about. And that this group is so small that there's not much more being put out. You know, it's, it's like the content that's already in existence has been there for a while and there's not really new stuff being made. Mm -hmm. Or if it is, it's a very, very, very small group of people who are actually producing content for it outside of, like actual legitimate circles, like the forums from their website. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, and it makes perfect sense. So in terms of YouTube's responsibility with filtering this kind of stuff, that's really hard because this really gets into a lot of free speech stuff. And it's towing a line between this campaign that a lot of people are on right now to stop the spread of misinformation, which I understand, but also protect free speech. I wasn't prepared for you to ask that question. I'm going to be honest. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. I have a much more eloquent way of like explaining my beliefs on that, but I would have to sit down and write it out. Yeah. So and we can right save that for and another episode because it's, it's a, co- no, the, yeah. the subtleties between censorship and freedom of speech are media was literally both of my degrees. Like I, I fully, it is fragile. It is delicate, not upholding it on one side really violates its balance for when we'll need it in dissent. Right. So it's it's hard to say, yes. which is why we let these ex- ideas exist and kind of proliferate because people should be entitled to believe whatever they want to believe. But I don't have to tell you that also toes a it toes a fine line when that information starts to hurt people. I don't know if this hurts people, but what do you think? Well, do you think this hurts people? Thing. Um, I think that this theory in itself 
is pretty innocent. Okay. You know, people aren't waging war over this. They're not doing violent protests. They're just, you know, what I can understand, they, they just believe this. This is just kind of a belief for them. So it seems pretty innocent. That being said, I did research in the extent of like six hours and I haven't done anything outside of that. Mm-hmm. And I haven't involved myself in any conventions. I don't know what it's like. I don't know if there's like some fucking cult initiation that happens there or whatever. Yeah. So I am speaking of a place of mostly ignorance about this. But I will say that referring back to censorship and all that kind of stuff or, you know, stopping the spread of misinformation or whatever you want to call it. I find it ironic that people are suddenly focused on this in certain areas Like, for example, right now, it's big about vaccines and COVID and all that kind of stuff. But they're choosing to turn a blind eye to other areas of life, like tabloids, that have been spreading misinformation about people that's done damage, like serious damage to those people's lives for decades. I mean, even if you go to the grocery store now still, it's so-and-so's got married or someone's pregnant and blah, 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 blah. We've been a society of misinformation and gossip since the dawn of time yeah and i get this is obviously comparing apples to oranges i mean the life of you know kim kardashian is not the same as people who dying of covid i get that i acknowledge that but it's hard for me to want to stop all of this without stopping every facet of it you know by shutting down tabloids by stopping gossip sites you know it's like they're picking and choosing this mentality of stopping from misinformation like you'd basically have to shut down every major news website, every ma- major news channel. I think that's exactly why it's such a big debate, right? And it's such an easy thing to attack when you are, because obviously people who use this to spread misinformation use that argument to say that like, oh, this is censorship. And obviously I do think there are some types of misinformation, I'm mostly talking about Tucker Carlson, that are just purely harmful and are mo- that are just there to be inflammatory, to get ratings, whatever. You go into the world of like TV ratings and things that need actual viewership and it gets a little more complicated. This type of conspiracy i i agree with you i don't think this type of misinformation is necessarily as harmful as other types that we are dealing or contending with lately i think that it really brings up it's one of those gray areas of like censorship when we talk about it that kind of functions for either side of the argument if you want it to it's like oh well this this kind of creates more white noise where there is actual information and we need to like educate people correctly but my concern is and this is something that we always talk about there is not one competent judge and one person that we can always say this is the person who who is going to say what the rules are for society so what we say today i don't want to be used as policy for 10 years from now when other people who disagree with something that is actually important use this type of low stakes stuff to say like well you can't spread that type of information I don't want to say that. I do want people to be able to differentiate. Obviously, this begins with education. I want you to to know that this YouTube documentary could literally be uploaded from anybody. Anybody who has video editing skills can put this type of information out there. You just have to know how to captivate people. It's not that hard. Youth group leaders know how to do that shit. Like, it's not getting people's attention isn't hard. We just need to teach people how to critically think to receive that information on the other end, if yes. that makes sense. Yeah, I think, I think um, there's a causation here and then there's a correlation here or you know there's a there's a reaction or uh what am, what am i looking trying to say there's a action and a reaction and the action was that this person heard this theory 
And instead of being able to take a step back and be like, okay, well, before I just jump in, you know, feet first and believe this theory, let's do some research. You know, let's, let's take a step back and look at the facts, you know, talk to some people about it and then make an informed decision. Um, and what people are doing is they're hearing their favorite podcaster or they're hearing their, you know, nighttime news anchor talk about these things and immediately take it for face. They're reading a, a Facebook status update and they're immediately taking it for face value and believing it. And what we're doing is, yes, we're vilifying the people who are spreading misinformation and we're, we're starting to attack the companies that are allowing this kind of misinformation to be spread. But we're also not talking about the people who take it and run with it. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about how there is a need for critical thinking. There is a need for the ability to do research and know how to research or the ability to know the difference between a biased website or an unbiased website or a factual website or an opinion piece. You know, I think there's a there's just a big mess of information being thrown at us every second of every day all the time. And it's really hard to filter that. Yeah. Also, it's too, really just like framing, to- dude, like fr- like teaching people that framing benefits anybody who has something to sell you or convince you of. Like I'm thinking of that committee that the the U.S. government started for vaccine incidents, right? Like people who have adverse reactions or have things happen, because I'm not saying that doesn't happen. That does happen. Some people are allergic. Some people have horrible reactions. That very rarely does happen. You can frame that, and many anti-vaxxers do frame the existence of that court that like just awards people money, the fact that there's like 1% of the budget always put aside, like the fact that that exists gets framed very commonly by anti-vaxxers as this is how you know the government is trying to cover it up. We don't talk about that court. We don't talk about how we do this. They literally just pay families off. When really, if you just go back and you frame it the other way around and you say, the U.S. government knows that the value of vaccines is so high and, and it's so valuable to public health that they know that in some scenarios it is not going to work out for some people and they want to have a contingency for those people because the overall benefit of having a vaccinated population, I'm not saying it's worth those people's lives. What I'm saying is they know that that is a possible contingency and they want to support it's a risk analysis it's a risk analysis and they're actually not leaving you high and dry it's not that they're covering it up but they're saying that is part of it if that becomes you as part as your government who wants to support this public health initiative yeah. this is something that we'll pay for i don't want to get distracted about vaccines it's just i want to talk about framing in the sense that like Yes, we can say that like, oh, the UN and NASA and all of these organizations are doing this so that you don't know the truth. But my question is, what is the benefit of that truth on the other side? Like what to and specifically when we're talking about something low stakes like this, right? Like I don't know what the benefit is of the planet being flat versus being round. I don't know if you saw something about that in your research. Listen, uh, I get that it's pretty heavily influenced into governmental control okay. and kind of that theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And having done an episode on MK Ultra, oh, I understand shit. that belief. Oh, I get it. I also am not totally trusting of my government. I get it. I get all of that. And perhaps at the end of the day, this is really something to make them just feel better about the state of their world that they live in. It's control too, and for that, right? Like not even your it government it's, control. It's you having control over your world. Yes. So full disclosure, I am not Christian. I do not believe in God or an afterlife or anything like that. But I totally, totally understand the allure of having that answer to this unanswered question. So 100% there with you. <laughs> 
I get it. I would love to believe in that. I would love to believe in a heaven. I would love to be believe in, you know, having a savior who's watching over me. I would love to believe all of that. I just do not. I, ch I consciously choose to not believe that. And I totally respect it. And I acknowledge that it, there is a serious need for that with a lot of people in their lives. And perhaps this theory of believing that the earth is flat and, um, you know, maybe there is utopia beyond the wall or whatever i get that i would love to you it's know I, I get the allure well i mean if i'm if the earth goes on forever and everyone's being kept it within the ice wall i would probably call that a utopia there's no one over there and i'm sure there's probably some plants at some point right <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 i mean cool i'm i'm saying there's probably a bit of a utopia over All there right, i'm with it i saw so, westworld i'm down yeah oh westworld yeah it's been a while Great, great show. Love the intro. Man, that intro is so it awesome. It was beautiful. With like the, yeah, the strings and yeah, yeah. Or the piano. Yes. Yeah, yeah, uh -huh. yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. No, no, tangent. no. You're fine. But yeah. Um, so to, to refer to your initial question of is this harmful, it depends on if you're looking at the actual, you know, theory, the conspiracy theory of it, or if you're looking at just the idea of spreading something that has been scientifically disproven for a couple millennia, because I get it. I, there's two sides to this coin for sure. Two sides to this earth for sure. I think so. One of my concerns is that anytime a conspiracy and I haven't seen anything in this that does, I just immediately get a little bit suspicious that it has religious connotations at all. When I hear creationist that, a really great way to just like slowly like to know that it's time to slowly back away from a conspiracy theory is anytime it starts to tinge anti-semitic right because so many conspiracy uh, theories yes. are kind of just based in this like very archaic anti-semitic like fear and i don't i don't know or remember that i touched on anything with that in flat earth theory I just get suspicious anytime religious religion shows up, especially if it's something that is creationist or something that is like fundamentally Christian, because that does tend to try to like it'll be veiled sometimes, but sometimes it's just like out in the open and it's just it's just anti-Semitism. And it, I don't I can't tell you why that's so prevalent, but that's what I, I just find that a lot. So I don't know if you saw anything like that. No, but I also tried to stay away from the parts where they talked about religion and I wanted to get to the quote unquote fact or what they believed it to be fact. And that's kind of where, you know, I fell short with information is because they do really highly over time have relied on the Bible to be to be kind of they're like, well, it's written right here in the Bible for according to the earth. The earth is flat. That's very Which, interesting. PS, so if the earth the earth is a disc there still isn't four corners that's what i don't fucking but understand how is i digress but that's again there's many different theories i just i think one of the things that i might be overlooking in this is i didn't i don't think i thought i had like connections to creationism and now i'm realizing like oh no this is kind of fundamental to a belief as like a creationist i think it, i don't know if they're that connected but it seems pretty it seems more fundamentally important than i thought it was initially I, I really tried to stay away from that because I tend to like, cr like cringe when that comes out. Like, oh, I don't want to read yeah, about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As know? soon as I started hearing that um, the sun was smaller and a lot closer, I think I, it's I, I'm very interested in the physical questions of it. But I also think even in one of the articles I was reading, it was like, well, what we're concerned that us even doing this 
article and like interviewing you about this is just continuing to indoctrinate people because this is kind of how it starts, right? Like you hear something about it and then you go research it and you might just like slowly start to get convinced because it's, it's, it does that thing where it dances around facts and it uses different types of language. We're talking about like, this is why you need critical thinking skills. It just uses different types of circular logic and other types of answering of things so that it's kind of almost easy to fall into. I'm I'm pretty confident in both your and my ability to not to believe not, any part of this to theory, not which, is, which is why I wanted to research this and why I brought this topic up. I was worried, and also, why? no, <laughs> I, the Earth is round, ladies and gentlemen, and other people, it, it is round. It is um, yeah, it's been scientifically proven. That was my favorite thing about your first times. your initial quote is your initial quote being a definition and even that person being like, despite two millennia of empirical <laughs> evidence. Because it's like Thank just, you, Wikipedia, you sassy you bitch. Sassy bitch, right? I love whoever authored that because that's just it's such an accurate yes. way to say that. Like, no, this this isn't a counterculture idea. This is just kind of forgive me. I'm if you're if you believe this and you're listening to this right now, forgive me, but like this isn't a fringe idea. This is just wrong. Like I don't I listen. I admire your conviction and so I don't believe something like this, where there are such a small, small group of you that believe this. I admire that conviction. You are incorrect. I'm sorry to say that. Um, I hope you step out and do some more research and talk to some people who are scientists and don't believe the same things as you. But also, I think the only reason why I admire that conviction is because I lack that kind of conviction in my own life about things usually. See, I think I you do, but it's really about care. things that are like, it's about the few things that we know are unshakable, right? Like we know dogs are good. We know like there's, but the thing is, is like so many of other things in life aren't actually that cut and cut and dry, right? Like so many things can be questioned that you can literally reshape logic to say that the earth is flat. And I'm not, again, I, I one of the things I want to touch back on with the, the NASA composite image that really annoyed me. Even the guy in the in the podcast that I was listening to said this. He's like, but even a, an image being composite, those composites have to be of something. It's not like they just like made up these pictures and then composited the image. The images it's composited of are real images. Yeah. It's just literally so massive that they need to put more than one picture together for you to see this large, round, round planet. Because it's yeah. round. Oh, you know what I did forget to talk about is satellites oh so yes okay so how do satellites work okay directly from the website they talked about uh -huh. satellites and i found it fascinating because they use two words to explain what they are pseudolites and stratolites now i had to google both these okay. words because i'm not a s s satellite scientist and i had no fucking clue what either one of those meant. um pseudolites definition Small transceiver that is used to create a local ground-based GPS alternative. Okay, sure, whatever. Stratolite. What the fuck is that word that doesn't even exist in Google when you Google it? Really? Yes. So they say that satellites are not actually satellites, but one of those two things that I just mentioned. And they compare it to sailing a boat around an island, proving that the island is spherical, which it does not. So they're saying that satellites going around the Earth in a circular motion above the surface of the Earth does not prove that they are spherical. So I think what the referencing is that when you sit outside at night, yeah. you can sometimes, if you time it, see a satellite go by. 
And then later on in the world, somewhere else, in another country, another person will be sitting outside at night or during the day, I don't know, and see the satellite go by. Yeah. And they're saying, well, that doesn't prove shit. Because, because it could just, just be a on an really island. large circle that it's just going around in like a flat yes. circle. Okay. But what I found fascinating is that they use a word that you literally couldn't Google. I'm really interested in knowing what If a pseudolite seems more like ground-based, a stratolite sounds like maybe it's like being projected into the air well no it's not that space travel isn't real the earth is just flat so we could still be putting things into space but doesn't the word strato probably derive from stratosphere so they're acknowledging the existence of a stratosphere yeah but does a stratosphere necessitate a round shape oh shit a sphere well no it's from atmosphere wait sphere is it called an atmosphere because it's around our round planet are, is our is is our language literally built around the planet being round? I think it might okay. be. Okay, all right. Or you know, I mean, atmos. I mean, what's the derivative of an atm? Like, what does the word atmos come from? Well, we're gonna, real quick. we're gonna Hold pause on. this and look this up. Atmosphere: the gaseous envelope surrounding the Earth or any other celestial body. See also troposphere, stratosphere, mesosphere, ionosphere. Yeah, I think it has to do with the inherent idea that celestial bodies are round. Which they don't they don't deny that other planets could be round, some but they don't. also say some that don't. because other people yeah. fully believe that the other ones are are discs as well. Or fake. Or fake. Or not real. Or not real. Or that was another exist. thing, yeah. too, is that there's, like, those two conspiracies that bump up against each other, that there was, like, a previous, like, civilization on the moon, and they drew a... F- or not on the moon, on Mars, and they drew a face on Mars, but that, like, that civilization couldn't exist in, the, in another flat Earth universe, because in that universe, Mars is fake, so that would have had to be something that got, like, double faked to tell us to teach us that it was i don't know man that's too much i did also just see that one of the other explanations about finding the edge of the earth is that we wouldn't be able to do that because we would be so far away from the sun and there wouldn't be enough atmosphere that you would die before you reach the edge that it's physically impossible for a human body to reach the edge of of the disc if we could even get past the guards you can't get past the guards which apparently get fed by penguins i read somewhere didn't Metallica play in Antarctica? I, probably. I'm I'm not familiar, but I don't I don't doubt it. Also, some- Antarctica has even though it doesn't have any nations, there are many research facilities and many countries that cooperate and work together in Antarctica. So like Yeah, but those are the ones that are involved in the conspiracy the theory to you, hide you us all why? from Antarctica. You're right. I don't know why I even thought to You're right. I think the only way that we solve this is that you and I go to Antarctica. I agree. So next episode, okay. coming at you from the ice. <laughs> yeah, we'll set up a gun fund me to uh, fund for some park jackets. I want something Perfect. bright that like will reflect sunlight, just like the snow does. Okay, sounds good. We're doing it. We're going to Antarctica. Everyone can join if you want. This is. I'm sorry. It'll be like when people were storming Area 51. Exactly. Because if we're going to Antarctica, we're going to running. check out these fucking penguins that are actually agents of the state. I'm falling into yeah. a forum. I like really need to not. It's like one of my tabs open from when I was doing my research, and it's a forum literally talking about the penguins in Antarctica, and I, I'm, I'm getting caught up. 
So general consensus is that you and I both think this is a bunch of malarkey. I do think the planet's pretty round. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, the whole test of um, going down a river and watching your boat disappear over time does not take into account uh, how long that river needs to be because we are on a planet. Katie, have you ever been on a transatlantic flight? Uh, Yeah. Have you ever had to fly back from the same place you flew to? Yeah, I flew from L.A. to Japan and then back. Did the flight take longer one way versus the other? Mm, not that I know, but I did fall asleep. So, so. I, as I've as i crossed the Atlantic many, many, many times, and it takes many hours to do that. It usually takes 10 when you are going from west to east, and it usually takes that same 10 usually takes about 12 to 13 hours going the other way because you're going against... You're like traveling with the sun. So you're like elongating your day. So that happens over a round sphere, considering all of the turn. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen like the the way that that map changes as you're in that flight, but it usually does like a kind of a conical arch. And they fly that way because it goes again. It's like the least amount of crosswinds and you use the fuel the most efficiently that way. Because they're not going to waste three or four extra hours per flight to waste that much jet fuel just to keep you convinced that the planet is round when it's not. You take a completely different flight path, it takes longer to do, and there is actual wind and time changes and sunlight changes that need to be factored in. That's going to just be my argument, anti-flat Earth, but that's that's just me. Yeah, I can respect it. Thank you. I appreciate it. I think it's pretty valid. Yeah. I, I did uh, watch a YouTube video last night uh, about someone who was proving that the Earth was flat. And they did talk about flight patterns and how it's always different going one way versus another in terms of like which airports you land in. And I'm thinking, but that's well, fucking duh. <laughs> I was just gonna say- like your day of the week, time of day, airline you take, like which airport you're going out of and getting into. What time like, of the final year? Destination, start <laughs> destination. Yeah, time of the year. Those all factor into that. So unless you're going like, no, even direction. Yeah, like you said, wind currents and all that kind of stuff. It's like the Earth is not the the air on Earth is not still. Yeah. it's moving always. It's almost like there's something for it to be blowing around constantly. Oh my God! Like a dome. I wonder if it's maybe something round shaped. Actually, you're right. It's probably just a dome. It's probably just a dome over my flat yeah. Earth. It's just like that uh scene in Spaceballs when they're sucking all the atmosphere out of this out of that but instead of a ball it's a dome yeah and it's just a flat thing this is just basically the yeah. dome that they got over springfield when they polluted too much remember except that's just us as yeah. humans and the rest of the interplanetary species were just like listen this planet's a mess they need to keep their contaminants where they are let's just put a dome over them and put a really big pretty sky in it and they'll just think they're in their own universe. And that's why we can't find intelligent life anywhere. And I think that's the smartest move that those people made. I, I agree. Or those species made. Because human beings are human beings are a disease. Literally. And we're ruining everything here. <laughs> Don't let us on to your planet. Much in this dome left. <laughs> Don't let us on to your yeah. planet. We will literally just poison it. Yeah. On that note. Anyways. <laughs> on aliens. <laughs> Aliens are responsible for all of Aliens part two. We can do that. Man, that was one of my favorite episodes to record. I love talking about aliens. What's your favorite type of alien? Maybe that's where my conviction lies. 
Um, I don't have one because I don't know what they are, but I think my favorite alien theory is that they came, they saw how stupid we were, and they left. Yeah. I think that they actually have never really left. I think, not even that they're on the planet, but I think that they're constantly interacting with us and constantly interacting with our, like, atmosphere. Not even atmosphere, but, you know, like, neighborhood, celestially, I guess is what I mean. But that we are literally just too stupid to know how to interact with them. Like, Sam will even talk about that sometimes of, like, no, like, we just think that, like, because this is what we perceive, that everything else perceives this. Nah, they could just be, like, one dimension away and we wouldn't know it. Why would we know it? Yeah. Vapid navel gazing. Avoid. Vapid navel gazing. Avoid. I literally think about that. (laughs) Oh, I just... That is the tagline to our Earth. That aliens have labeled us as. Every time I think about it, I just laugh to myself. <laughs> I think it's so wonderful. Earth, I love it so much. Two stars. Vapid navel gazing. Avoid. <laughs> one star. <laughs> one star. Yeah, that's right. A full one star. Yes, uh, I love it so much. What a what a uh, time to on be that alive. Note, um, to wrap this up, do you want to do some pet stories, maybe, or some positives? I'd love to tell you about how uh, Gus has been very lately, um, getting too excited about getting like belly rubs, and will yeah. uh, he's just gotten really not cautious about where the end of the bed is. So in the past, oh. in the past week, he has rolled himself off the bed twice, trying to get like a better belly scratch, oh, just like rolling over too hard. And I, I caught him one of the times, but the other time he just fell over the side. I couldn't. He gets so embarrassed. He did. Because that's the problem is they look at you so ashamed when they do. <laughs> I know. It breaks my heart. Um, God, I like want to be like, it's okay. I still love you so much. Oh, yeah. You're perfect. He like knows he's embarrassed over here. It's funny. Um, so at the last house, we had a problem with um, Mochi, my cute little calico cat, bringing in rats, <laughs> um, juven- juvenile rats. I want to say last year that she brought us probably close to 60 or 70 <gasps> rats, all alive. Oh, my God. She'd bring them inside and release them and then torture them for like four Oh, hours. my God. I didn't know it was that many. Yeah, it was a lot. It was like four or five to ten a month, something like that in that range, right? This new house, I guess. Oh, what a good boy. Um, she has yet to bring us anything, which is absolutely wonderful. Ooh. Um, knock on wood. But she has found some small snakes that she's been playing with. Ooh. Thankfully, she creeps them, keeps them out in the green belt. But yeah, they're real cute. I mean, I don't mind snakes. I actually really love snakes. But yeah, she like very gently like bats its head. <laughs> you can tell like her claws aren't out. She just like Milo notices it and like bats it and like... <laughs> kind of just like slithers off in the grass no. and she just chases it around for a couple of hours but um yeah it's been really great i'm really glad you don't have any more rats god that was i got really good at catching live rats let me tell you i'm really like really proud of you but so thing, sad for you <laughs> the okay so we had a pest company come out to like give us advice on what the fuck to do because it was like 60 goddamn rats by the end of the year right and um there was a live rat in the house and I was like, Hey, can you guys come take care of this? Like I'm, I'm at my wit's end. And it was trapped in a bedroom and the guy was in there trying to catch it. And the fa- the rat just like ran over one of my feet, like my shoe. And like, I didn't flinch a second. He's like, wow, you're really used to this. It's like, well, yeah, we've had 60 rats already. So I ended up catching it. And, um, he was like impressed by my rat catching skills. And I'm like, okay, cool. I've, I've peaked in life. I can move on with my life now. 
Um, this is it. This is the pinnacle of my my uh, accomplishments. Uh, but at one point, I gave them a live rat, and the the inspector was talking about how he was going to save the rat and give it to his son. Oh my god, you got him a pet. So I never called them again. Yeah, I never called them again. I was like, well, got plenty of those where those that came from. So see you later, buddy. <laughs> but yeah, so that's my rat story. I'm really, really glad I'm you so don't have any my life is over. rats coming into your house anymore. I'm happy that that's not something that she could keep up with there. I'm sure it does, but there's mostly geese out here now, and she's not quite worked up the courage to try to catch a goose. And I don't think she ever will yeah. because those things are gigantic. Geese hiss back, like, too. Petite guy. <laughs> uh, they chase you if you come at them too fast. Yeah. Geese don't give a fuck. Yeah. But we do. Yeah, we do. And thanks for listening if you're still here. We appreciate you guys coming back and taking time to talk about this crazy theory. You took a long enough walk, you could have walked around the whole planet and been back at the same spot because the Earth is round. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that was so, controversial. Uh, do you, you know what? I would really love to hear if any of our listeners do believe in something that's considered a conspiracy theory. Yes. And I'd love to interview with them and talk to them yes. and do a podcast. We love about it. conspiracy so. theories. I'm going to just drop this as a last minute bomb just so in case that it upsets you. But I have my doubts about the moon landing. Um, <laughs> so uh, I'm yeah, I'm always. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, we can always even have that. be Actually, we could often just do that as an interview for next time and just <laughs> do an interview of why I sometimes don't believe the moon landing was real. Okay, I can kind of get behind some of the conspiracy theories around people not being dead, but I think part of that is because I have such a weird view on death and that like once someone dies, I still expect to see them. Like one of my neighbors died when he was 18 a bajillion years ago and I still expect to see him every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just don't go away for some parts of your brain and I think that's hard to process. Yeah. Human brain. But I I mean, yeah. I'm sure there's some conspiracy theories that I believe in. Uh, yeah, please look more. into it. So. And then maybe next time we could just say, this is this is the conspiracy theory I believe. And here's why I agree with it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, let's good. do that. So yeah, uh, go ahead and find us on Instagram. Um, this is Uncomfortable Podcast. Yeah. And this is Uncomfortable. Forgot what our tagline was for <laughs> And then this is Uncomfortable Podcast at gmail.com if you want to email us. That's where you can find us. It goes directly to us. We don't have assistance because we do this once every yeah, nine months. So there you we go. We don't need assistance because it's, it's a low commitment right now. <laughs> yeah, but we're trying to change that. I mean, hopefully. No promises. No promise. Well, we'll see you when we see you. How about that? Our people will call yeah. your people. Okay. Yes. <laughs> we'll set up a play date. Okay. okay. Love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>